Guys, I have had the privilege of uh, having Mr. Nyoi Volante as my opening or kickstart guest for this sort of talk show that I have via podcast. And I'm still not quite sure what a podcast is. But today, I have a guest who is just as multifaceted, multi-skilled, and he's also a good friend. And it's always nice to have good friends to interview because then it doesn't sound like work, doesn't feel like work. And... Uh, while Nyoi Volante is, we all know, is a, is a big celebrity doing many things like musical theater and, and uh, recording and all that, this next gentleman I have with me is one that I would call quietly busy. Yes, I'm quietly yes. busy. Mm-hmm. This guy, this guy with me right now that I have the pleasure of uh, chatting with is a music video director. He's a film director. He's a teacher, right? Mm-hmm. He's a big comic book fan he makes t-shirts more importantly he fronts a band called stereo deal to those who haven't heard of stereo deal well you should because uh, just like any busy band they're they're going the rounds of clubs uh, around the uh, metro manila ladies and gentlemen please welcome adrian arcega Hi, Jed. Okay. Hello. Thanks for having me over. Sorry, just testing the ASMR thing. You know, it might work, might sell. <laughs> Thanks for having me over. <laughs> Ang ganda na nung intro ko sa'yo. Eh. Oh, nga, sabay nag-ASMR tayo. Eh. <laughs> That's for another show entirely, okay, my friend? <laughs> Sorry, I was just I was just watching Gagadot's ASMR video this afternoon. Eh. So, medyo may hangover. There but. is? Yeah, parang I think I don't know if it's Vanity or GQ that had a series of Whoa. ASMR interviews with actors. So I I saw uh, Margot Robbie and there's one with Gal Gadot. You mean they're breathing into the mic and all that? Yeah, and eating in stereo. Wow. So Gal Gadot, I just realized Gal Gadot. What do you do in your spare time, man? Watch a lot of YouTube, apparently. <laughs> wow. But yeah, Gal Gadot's very you know very tita in ASMR because. Her voice is really paos, pero even if it's whispering, paos pa rin. So parang I can just imagine her. You're enjoying Jewish this mom. a little too much, man. You're yeah, yeah. It's, it's lighting you up, <laughs> and it's making me uncomfortable. It's gagadot. But but really, okay, guys. Um, Adrian here. First of all, thank you, thank you for sparing about thirty-five to forty-five minutes of your time to be here, braving the traffic, just so we could get to know Adrian better. Now. Adrian has directed quite a few things for The Dawn, The Dawn being my band that I uh, front. He's directed a music video or two for The Dawn, Tamaba? Yeah, one for The Dawn, two for you. Right, there you go. Okay, okay, there you go. Thank you, thank you for that. And thereby he's become a good friend, Naren. But the funny thing is, we might not go that long way back, but... In effect, I do because I know his mom. I know that that, that is weird, and you know that that yeah, I'm 51, so yeah. Well, in my there head, you, go. you, you guys you go. go way back yeah. in my head. So yeah, so the, so his mom, Susan Arcega, was big on events back in the yes. day. In fact, in the 90s, she was at the helm of this jag rock bivouac tour, and that's where we became close. You know, yeah. That even my wife got to know her really well. And then, voila, many years later, I come across this guy. And because he's a good friend of uh, one of the guitar players of the Dawn, who's also his doppelganger. Yeah, yeah, just, you know. Yeah, Kiko Reyes. Actually, they're interchangeable. So I can, I can actually imagine him to be Kiko right now, and it's going to be the same thing. But you were housemates, actually, in fact. Yeah, we were housemates for three years. Three years. Three years. Such assimilation for three years. Yeah, I think... 
that was I, I think at the tail end of his previous relationship and of course the first thing I, re- I thought was wait he might be looking for a housemate so I asked him when he was at Radio Republic so you're the rebound guy yeah I was the rebound mm-hmm. guy so I was like hey Kix you looking for a house I am looking for a housemate and Kix looked at me for a brief moment and then he was like right yeah yeah I get it yeah yeah that's a good idea yeah 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 so parang come January oh my 2013, god you don't sound like him yeah well that's really how things are If you know, only Kiko that, was less droll like you, I mean, it would be a better world, you know. But but so three years, you 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 you, you guys live together, and there must have been a lot of sharing of insights and creative input and porn between you guys. Not so much the porn, but I do remember his very first. Yeah, it's a little bit stingy on porn, really. Yeah, uh-huh. it's mostly me when he's not around. I yeah. think. But what's funny was that the day he moved, he had all these boxes mm-hmm. and all this gear and all that. And I think he strained his back. So he just yelled, ah! And I was like, oh no, what happened? What happened? Oh dear. And he was like, uh, it's, uh, do you have, uh, do, do you have whatever? So, so yeah, I was like, oh no, Kiko, I'm sorry. Um, I only have that I run upstairs to my mm-hmm, room. Mm-hmm. And then I look at the button. I was like, oh wait, how am I going to apply this to him? Oh no. <laughs> so it's like this is this isn't gonna be right. This isn't exactly oh, right. The and visual the first, in my head. Yeah, but the first day he moves in, and I, I was like, should I be applying Let this to him? Let me chug this what? beer. Oh but, God! So I, I go downstairs to his room, and I was mm-hmm. like, sorry, I only have. I know this is awkward, and and then he yells, yes, I know what you're gonna say. No, you're not gonna do it. I'm gonna do it myself, <laughs> or something like that. And he remembers the exact line. So I was like, oh, okay, so I leave the bottle on What table. time was this happening, Arian? Afternoon, around 4.30 p.m. I remember that, oddly enough. So it's like, I, I was spared. When you guys should be doing some work. You're at home <laughs> rubbing each other with, yeah, okay. Yeah, I wouldn't have been able to live that down. We wouldn't have been able to talk to each other for a week after that if that happened. So good thing he was able to apply it himself. And yeah. I was off editing my video. Projects. Upstairs. Okay, video projects. All yeah. right, all right. It's gonna take a while before I erase all these visuals that you have <laughs> bestowed upon me. As a video director, mm-hmm. are you self-critical, or are you the kind that says, "Ah, to hell with what people think. I'm just gonna make it." I am very self-critical, uh, mainly because I guess I think like an academic, and I am an academic. You are. Uh, yeah. Yes. Um, I'm currently. Well, I. I I was teaching from 2007 to last year. And uh, for the benefit of our listeners, you were teaching what exactly? I, I teach video production and visual effects in uh, uh, well I in CIIT in Quezon City, mm-hmm. and for a while I taught in Benild. All right. Uh, I taught visual effects, and um, as an as an academic, I'm very critical of my students' work, and uh, I cannot be critical of their work if. I can't be critical of my own work too. Tapos at the same time, since I'm taking my graduate studies right now in UP, uh, Media Studies and Film, mm-hmm. uh, the training there is not just for people to study film, but to be scholars of film. So um, I cannot look at my work or any other el- any other's works without uh, having a critical eye and mind about it. So when I review my work or when I look at my work or even when planning for my work, I always have to ask myself, um, should I do this? Or what are the implications of this? What are the semiotic uh, implications of whatever? Or why should I use this image, etc., etc., so on and so forth. So, But you work fast. I mean, despite all this self-critique, mm. you work pretty fast, my friend. 
I, I mean, guess. from experience, I mean, uh, you directed Segurista of the Dawn. Yeah. You directed my my video Lipad for my solo project, Nampopromoto. Yes. And then another one uh, is, is in the works. That one's taking a little bit of time, but yeah. only because, you know, we can afford to. Um, but as a whole, I, I've known you to be a fast worker. Oh. So how, how does that, is that like a speed self-critique sort of thing? Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I think I attribute that to my early work in, cor- in the corporate world. Um, in the corporate world, okay. you really need to do things fast, so you mm. have to think fast. And I eventually I worked in TV in 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 ABS-CBN. So ganon din. Uh, they always want their stuff yesterday. Right. So for or even for example, uh, I need an OBB for Piola Pascual tonight, and they tell this to me like two o'clock in the afternoon. So I have to think fast and work fast and find yep. ways uh, around. Uh, yes, gentlemen and ladies, you know this guy goes on very little sleep. Um, <laughs> I am not surprised if he's going to doze off anytime in this little interview, but he's very busy. You know, I see your Facebook post because we are friends, of course, on Facebook. And you you seem to post a lot about superheroes and, uh, you know, Comic-Cons and Toy-Cons and all that. Has that become more of a, a release than a passion? You know, like, because you just said you're so busy doing this and that, you know, working on deadlines, among other things that you do. When, when you post something, is this some sort of, a, you know, it's like an escape hatch? Or is it really something that you're truly passionate about? I don't know. If, I, I guess people call it passion. But for me, because, uh, I grew up loving superheroes, specifically Superman. And I grew up uh, loving Star Wars. So uh, sci-fi films and comic books were... I guess they were my escape back when I was a kid, mm. but they informed the stuff that I wanted to do, or and I still want to do. So um, Star Wars is the reason why I'm into doing film and visual effects work, and uh, Superman is basically the reason why I am who I am. For me, Superman represents the absolute good in in people, which is ironic because he's not human. So he represents the good in people and he's a, a multitasker because he's a guy with multiple skill sets. So for me, it gives me, um, it makes me want to be a better person in terms of being a human being. And at the same time, um, expanding my skill sets, being able to maximize whatever I can do on this planet and mm. hopefully change the world for the better. Wow. I mean, you know, we can all afford a suspension yeah. of... of uh, what do you call that? Suspension of disbelief. Yeah. You know, when yeah. it comes to film or or heroes. But really, Superman just putting on his glasses and he becomes Clark Kent and nobody <laughs> knows better. I mean... Oh, but you are an actor. You know how to transform, right? Yeah, but... Yes. Uh, okay, okay. Yeah. All right. Clark Kent uh, uses the Meissner method. The Meissner method? Yes. Okay, which is... Uh, it's it's basically you know you, you, unlike method acting uh, with with Meister you just automatically dive into that character, uh, you become that character right away no no outright preparation. Um, I I hope I'm getting it right, but for that's what I understood of the Meister method. And in Clark Kent's case, um, there is this comic book in two thousand four uh, called Superman Birthright, written by Mark Wade and illustrated by a Filipino Lionel Francis Yu of the band Marty McFly. Um, also the biggest uh, comic book illustrator in the world right now. So uh, in this comic book, Superman Birthright, right. they show that uh, uh, Daddy Kent had to teach Clark Kent how to be a different person in the city. 
So, so they, he gave him a book on the Meisner School of Acting. It showed it in the seriously. Yeah. So that's why Clark Kent is Clark is is easily distinguishable from Superman. It's not that is a nice backstory that people yeah. should read about because yes. you know it, it makes more sense now in our heads. Like, yeah, we just look at the glasses. We're like, sino niloloko mo, di ba? Nagsalaming right. ka lang, hindi ka nakilala ng mga tao. But yeah, and if we remember, si Christopher Reeve acted or as Superman, he he was he, he stood um, straight or he stood quote unquote tall. But as Clark Kent, he hunched his back, had his hair differently, acted differently. And uh, even if he vaguely looked like Superman, people won't care because he'll just be, you know, a, a person who vaguely looks like Superman. I mean, I look like Francis Reyes. So. Which leads me to my next question. <laughs> if we do the Meister method on you and you step up on stage with the dawn, could you be Francis Reyes? Uh, it's going to be which era? Uh, wow. <laughs> okay, we're getting a little. Yeah. Uh, all right. If if it's gonna be the isang bangka era when he was running around on stage and all that, I might not be able to because of arthritis. You realize but, how thin he was back then? Yeah, he was, and I used to be that thin too. Which the guy funny. had abs without trying. He had abs. That's a nice visual. Yeah, and his waistline was twenty eight. How do I know? Don't ask. But he 28? had a twenty eight waistline. Wow. I've always wanted to dress up as him for a Halloween party or something. Right. But it never it never panned out. Like last Halloween I was supposed to dress up as 1990 Francis Reyes but I couldn't find the proper pants. Okay. But apparently it was custom made so parang ah, oh, okay. You're an excellent, you know, you're an excellent uh, music video director. Oh, thank you. You're a professor and you seem to flourish in that field as well. And might I add, he also makes kick-ass shirts, if I failed to mention earlier. Uh, <laughs> he does a, a lot of great merchandise that's, that's really cool. Um, but when you play for Stereo Deal, ah, all right. the band that uh, you front, and uh, if I'm not mistaken, the band you formed, yeah, yeah, is that the Adrian Arcega that uh, you actually are? Good question. Um, it's a different side of me. I had this, I had a similar conversation with Mark Abaya a couple of years back because I was having a crisis. He's nice of abs confidence. too. That guy. Oh yeah, and you know he's still lean. Huh? Yeah, he keep yeah. in shape, my mm-hmm. God. But yeah, I, I had a crisis of confidence because I, I was, I'm always in, on the verge of wanting to quit in one form or another. But I was quit asking, the band. You mean? Yeah, quit, quit, quit the, the scene. whole thing. Yeah, yeah. All right, all right, okay. Because it, it's it's these days it's a re, it's really a different world. Diba? When it comes to music, parang there are these really awesome kids coming up with new material and all that. And I'm technically a tito who's maybe overstayed his welcome. I How young are you, Adrian? I am 40. You are? 40. So, wow. may, may, may you don't look at anyway, so, okay. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so you're also in that sort of uh, plane of thought? Once in a while, I, I, I encounter a crisis of confidence. And what Mark Abaya told me was that, oh uh, no, um... You have to look for what's really yourself and heighten it on stage. You do not pretend to be someone else. You just heighten what's true. So I, I've been looking for what's true because I tend to be very, you know, uh, laconic on stage. Uh, and people. You're making my nose bleed. <laughs> sorry. Very, very poker face, siguro. Mm-hmm. But then once in a while, I crack. A snide joke. Then hmm. I start laughing and nasisira yung. I've seen you perform, and uh, <laughs> I see a, I see a bit of a. There's a bit of a new wave me in there. 
Well, at the same time, there's also the glam sort of the glam huh? swag, you know, uh, because you're not afraid to dress up. Well, even yeah, even if it's a hundred or two degrees inside, nine, uh, you know, seventies uh, or nineties. Seventies, you know, you're, you're no 90s is malamig dun eh. Right, right. The one in ano in route one nine six, de ba? Oh, right, right. You know, you, you don't, you're not afraid to dress to the nines. That when I see you perform, or when I see you dress that way before a performance, I be like. You know, Adrian, this this must be the Adrian that, you know, that is, you know, um, take away everything. That's what Adrian is. I, well, I, I also cosplay and um, I have to admit, I when I gig on stage, I dress up as uh, Doctor Who. Um, uh, for those who are not into Doctor Who... It's a British television like show me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. that was created in the ni- in 1963. And I know that much. It's yeah. a, it's a it's like a reboot of a classic. Yes, At, oh, actually, Doctor Who reboots every few years because um, okay. the actors change. Unlike in James Bond, that you don't acknowledge the change in the actors. And mm-hmm. Doctor Who, since he's an alien who travels through time and space, um, the explanation for the actor changes. He regenerates. He has to ditch an old body. And to have a new one with a new personality and all that. Mm-hmm. So I'm actually dressing up uh, as the 12th Doctor played by Peter Capaldi. Uh, who Fran- See, Francis actually introduced me to the actor through uh, In the Thick of It. Um, he played uh, a PR consultant that uh, was cussing <laughs> incessantly. But he got cast in this very wholesome TV show called Doctor Who in 2013. And uh, his Doctor, unlike the others... Uh, was very uh, gritty at the same time he played guitar unlike all the previous ones so I'm seeing Doctor Who on stage when you perform partly because Doctor Who I guess is also a, a person that I want to be uh, very brilliant very, very intelligent and at the same time nuts and looks cool while doing it but actually flying by the seat of his pants what do you want <laughs> what do you want the audience because you know, your music is, is you know and this is this is a compliment your music is different Thank you, thank you. Um, it's a lot. It's different in the sense that um, I find it almost unapologetic in the sense that uh, you know you you don't care if if uh, the refrain isn't a top forty hook, you know, mm-hmm. um, and you you tend to really just relish in your arrangements, uh, especially with the keyboard bits and all that. Mm. So it may take a while for maybe a new listener to get into it. Right, right. Right. Uh, me, I get it. I totally get it because um, I like stuff like that, you know, mm-hmm. um, something that's unpredictable. And yet, you know where it's kind of coming from. Mm-hmm. But if you were to talk to to a listener right now, whether it be old or new, uh, when it comes to stereo deal, what would you want them to understand what is it exactly that you guys are trying to convey? Wow, that's the first music. time anyone's asked me that. Thank you for that wonderful question. That's 500 pesos, okay? <laughs> um, Nothing's for free, my friend. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, anyway, so yeah. Oh, wow, that's such a beauty pageant question from a, from a judge that's very intelligent. Uh, <laughs> Peace on earth, goodwill to all men. Uh, yeah, okay. man, uh, um, hmm. I guess... What I want people to know is that Stereo Deal um, is a band that doesn't 
ground itself to the conventions of normal humanity. Um, part of the concept of the band is that since we're we, we're all nerdy in one form or another, um, our songs tend to talk about sci-fi concepts as metaphors for the human condition, like love and all that. So if mm-hmm. I describe Stereodeal to people, it would be we are a band that's way out there but talking about what you feel inside. That makes any sense? Do you have Do you have Tagalog songs? No, um, I try. You know, right? I've never no. heard you uh, sing a, a Filipino or Tagalog track. Yeah, live. Um, I, I have difficulty writing in Tagalog. I think in English. Even as a kid, I've always thought to myself in Nothing English. Nothing wrong with that, really. Yeah. Um, but before, uh, in a in a previous lineup, um, one of our old band, uh, sorry, our previous band members wrote a Tagalog song. Mm-hmm. But uh, when I tried singing it, it felt like we were covering someone else. So because you didn't write it, y- yeah, he did. He did, and plus, it make just, him uh, sing it. <laughs> I tried. I tried asking yeah, him, <laughs> but he he wouldn't sing. But yeah, it just didn't feel. Even the no, even the even the 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 words the the word choices. It it didn't sound like how I thought. Mm-hmm. So I had a hard time, and I have to admit, people have tried encouraging me to write in Tagalog. See, see, Vin, Vin Dancel, uh, really. Oh, he's fantastic. Me. Yeah, you right? know the the Dancel brothers when they write in Filipino and Tagalog, they you could taste it. Yeah, really. I mean, hats off to those guys with their mastery right? of, of Tagalog re- lyric writing. Yeah, They're fantastic. And see, Vin told me that, parang uh, writing in Tagalog should be, you know, parang it's it. it, it Muscle memory, no, not muscle memory. Training your muscles to write, or something like that. And um, I tried, but I just didn't feel real. Maybe one day, um, I'll suddenly come up with something that will necessitate me writing in Tagalog. I'm mm-hmm. open to that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But until that time comes, I want to keep it real. Okay, now you know what we do. We do things for a variety of reasons. Mm-hmm. You know, we work for money. We work for passion. We work mm-hmm. for to prove something, you know. So let's take out the money angle. Let's say we don't need money to live. Mm-hmm. We don't need money to survive. What would be the one thing that you would want to do as Adrian Arcega? Just one thing. Thank you for that wonderful question. <laughs> um, hmm, man. Doesn't have to be okay. Let let me rephrase that. What are the things you'd want to do that defines Adrian Arcega? I'm actually doing a lot of them right now. Um, play music, mm-hmm. or, or write music, play music, mm-hmm. um, tell stories uh, visually, mm-hmm. um, draw, um, play dress up. I'm I'm doing all those things already. Um, of course, those things. Partly, you know, require money in one way or another, so I have to work my ass off so mm-hmm. that you know I could be able to do those things. I mean, as a lot of independent filmmakers know, sometimes you really have to shut out your own money to make, you know, to tell the story that you want to tell. Right. So that's what I'm doing. Like right now, I'm working on um, a documentary about the '90s to the mid 2000s rock scene. That whole. I think you you mentioned that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah uh. It's called Ground Zero. 
And um, it's basically about me growing up and meeting all these people, meeting people like you, uh, and growing up in what was the burgeoning indie scene at the time. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it it was an it's an era that I think it needs to be documented. But even then, uh, I have to shell out money from my old pocket just so I could do that. But uh, at the same time, if I don't tell that story, who will? I can't just tell people, hey, make that story or shoot that film. Why would they yeah. do that if I can do it? Because it's mm-hmm. unfair naman if I order, like say, Quark Canaris. Hey, Quark, do this. Unfair yun for him, diba? If I can do it, I will tell that story myself. Ganun. Cool. So, um, as a video director, I mean, you've done video work for, again, The Dawn and True Faith and right. Itchy Worms. Right. Uh, who else? Uh, Ellie. Bindia. Ellie Bandia. Yeah. Uh, of course, different artists, different takes, right? Right, right. Uh, different tracks, different motifs, or whatever. But is there an Adrian Arcega stamp to each and every video that you create? <laughs> this is funny. Parang people. Or are you? Do you service the master? Like, okay, this is what they want. This is what I'm going to do. As much as possible, I try to service the master, quote unquote, uh, because. Uh, each video has to be contextualized. Mm-hmm. Not even the artist, each video has a concept or has a story. So I try to think in terms of the context and the concept of each video. Having said that, people have pointed out that since I'm a visual effects specialist, mm-hmm. my videos tend to have visual effects in one way or another. Um, even the videos that you don't realize have visual effects, have visual effects. Even Lipad had visual yes. effects. Yes. But Which I subtle. love. It's very subtle. Yeah. I think it's brilliant. I think it's Thank brilliant. You. You're you're able to you you are able to manage to you know, slip that right in. Yeah. And you know it's 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 getting into people's brains, but it's not really in your face. Right. Right. Fantastic. You're you're a true artist, Adrian. That's the the best kind of visual effect. The one that you don't really notice that's there. Great. You're. I'm just fawning over you right now, and you know, <laughs> begin to admire cheekbones because of of all that. <laughs> No, but really, what what are the other Adrian interests uh, uh, aside from what we've already uh, mentioned or, or discussed? Wow. So yeah, wait. Let let me recall. So music, music, stuff, t-shirts, film, geek stuff, geek um, stuff. Yeah. Um, what else? Well, I mentioned cosplay. Um, what else? Um, hmm. Is there something you will not do? I know it's a very broad stroke question, but as a creative person, is there something you won't do um, on any level? Given me right now, I won't do porn because I don't have the body for it. Well, you can direct it. Yeah, but... And uh, Francis Reyes is there to sort of, you can live vicariously through him while he does his scenes, you know. <laughs> I will never be able to unsee the thought in my head. <laughs> Tit for tat, my friend. <laughs> well, uh, Back at ya. Well, uh, okay. Um, when we gonna do this doggy style? What right now? Uh, yeah, so anyway, my, anything, yeah. anything you think you haven't done yet that you'd like to do? Um. Wow. Um. I've. I. I. I, I wanna. I wanna bungee jump. I guess. I wanna try. Uh. Do. Uh. What do you call that? Um. Parachute thing. Um. Was that, uh, Falling down from an airplane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Para, 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 paragliding, ba yun? What do you call that again? Was that, uh, do, jumping off a, a plane with a yeah. parachute. I want to do that. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it's scary, I bet. I, I've always wanted to be an astronaut. 
Okay, something more realistic. All right. right. Well, hey, oh, we have a space agency. Well, now. that's right. That's yeah. right. That's right. But you know, as an artist, as an artist, is, is there something that? Uh, well, I've I want to do a full length narrative film, for sure. You haven't yet? Uh, not yet. I've done short films. Oh, okay. Um, mm-hmm. And some, and I treat music videos as short films also. On uh, a documentary is di- different from a narrative film, but I really want to do a full length narrative film uh, that that I directed. Um, it, I, have, I have a lot of these enveloped ideas. That's the Dawn, uh, yeah. you know, <laughs> with an official YouTube channel called the Dawn the Philippines Dawn. official YouTube channel. But anyway, yeah, sorry, thank you for saving my Badui segue. Right. <laughs> but, but, but yeah, um, wow, na 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 ano na option paralysis. More sleepless nights for you, brother. I know. Now I have to think about it when I get home. What else do I want to do? But but yeah, um. Mm, It's really hard because sometimes the strangest things happen. I mean, tipo, things that I don't really um, think that will happen happen, like what happened a couple of weeks back, right, in, right, in Singapore, when uh, like 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 that. Uh, I guess I'll, I I have to tell people who are listening what happened. Um, you had a picture with Bono. Yeah, so in ganon, and uh, we were just at Gardens. That's a nice picture, by the way. <laughs> Thanks. That was not so unbelievable. I was just having a selfie that Bono passes by and no one was paying attention. And uh, my wife was like, uh, is that Bono? I was like, yeah, oh my God. So we had to follow him follow him a bit, like a few meters. You were the envy of the moment, my friend. Don't that happen, you know? <laughs> so Kiko said. But <laughs> so yeah, okay. U2 concert. The whole entire Philippines was there, I guess. And uh, people are raving about it. People are... Mm-hmm. It's either because of the nostalgia or because yeah. of, of what... Uh, Of, of some kind of consciousness the band has brought on stage. What awakened in you after you two? As a person, as a musician, you know, what was your takeaway? That I could write music or I could make art that's bigger than myself. That nice. um, I don't have to navel gaze as often as I do and that I can actually... Um, Yeah, uh, talk about or create conversations about things bigger than myself, and and when you bring people in, that's when your responsibility as an artist reaches its fruition. Now uh, you've fostered a community and you've brought people together as one. Now you're all in one boat. Aha! <laughs> you know, I was uh, <laughs> I was analyzing the show with my wife. Yeah, and uh, you know. It's it's typical of me to be the devil's advocate. All right. No matter how much of a big fan I am of mm-hmm. you two, I mean, wow. Just like every kid out there, I'm I'm probably one of their biggest fans. But then I was playing devil's advocate, and I said, you know, everybody loved the concert, really. But mm-hmm. I said to her, um, but isn't it a lot to do with uh, the visuals? I mean, you're looking at a mega buck production right there. Yeah. With a huge ass screen that's like 4K or 5K even. 7K, I heard. There you go. Yeah. You know, which is more than the human eye can take. And uh, you have this fantastic staging, fantastic sound. Isn't it because of that as well that be, that it left such an impact on everybody? And my wife said, mm-hmm. you know, it's more than that. And I said, what? What? What else could it be? You know, I was trying to, you know, 
come up with a healthy debate and she goes, just bono sincere. He's, he's real, he is, yeah. you know, he whatever he says, he means it. And even if people think that he's pompous and all that, what he says, it's something he really believes in. Yeah. But, so more than the music, yeah. it's the man, you know. Yeah. And uh, for me, that was my, my, that was my take home, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, you're right, you're right, you know. So that alone for me, speaking from a musician, uh, from one musician to another, rather, There's really nothing wrong with being honest, folks. Yeah. Kasi, I mean, uh, parang people are so... No, no, I don't want to sound cynical, but um, I guess enamored tayo sa theatricality of stuff. And um, I guess there's an argument to be made that a lot of concerts here need to be more visual and theatrical than normal. Uh, but at the same time, kahit gano'ng ka-theatrical yung gagawin mo or gano'ng ka-visual, if you're not honest about what you're saying at the very core, eh, the message will not get through. And on that note, thank you very much, Adrian. Wow, thank you, Jed. Wow, tapos na, Jed. Wow. Anything else you want to add? Wow. I, this guy has a Facebook, uh, he has Facebook, <laughs> Adrian Arcega. So if you have any uh, projects or any any kind of visual work that you would like to involve this guy in. He's a fantastic uh, music video director. So drop him a message on his PM and um, yeah. anything else uh, on social media that you would like to promote? Oh yeah, um, I also have a channel on Facebook and YouTube called Nerd Rage PH. So we talk about geek stuff and geek events and all that. And um, Nerd Rage next year is holding its very first um, event, a geek event called uh, Nerdfest. It's gonna happen on May. What happens in a Nerdfest? Uh, in Nerdfest, I, I can't really reveal much yet, but uh, basically it's a convention for geeks and by geeks. And, uh, Geeking on what? Uh, film, comics, okay. TV. Uh, we're gonna have panels with certain creators and That actors. That sounds like fun, yeah. For, uh, local and hopefully foreign if we seal the deal. Um, it's gonna happen on May 2 and 3 at Phil Investent in Alabang. There you go, guys. Adrian Arcega, thank you so much, Direct. Thank you, Jet. Thank, thank you, so, you much. so much for you know coming here despite uh, your busyness and your lack <laughs> of sleep. But please finish my damn music video already. Thank you, guys. <laughs> This is Adrian Arcega. Thanks for listening. Thanks, Jet. Thanks. Right. This show is produced by Cutprint Podcast Network and Jet Pangan, recorded at Digitrax Sound Productions. Executive producer, Patsy Ferrer. Executive creative director, Mark Tong. Creative Directors, Christine Alido and Pat Ledesma. Head Writer, Terrence Julio. Legal and Accounting, JJ Santos and Charisse Ang. Sound Engineer, MJ Habal. Video Production, Case Lens in partnership with Cutprint Productions. Special thanks to Road Mike and Sir Ed Eloriaga. To advertise, email us at podcast at cutprintproductions.com or call us at 0918-807-8478.